0: Curt and Kate Mornings, not just on the radio.
1: It's a podcast, too.
0: We were pondering a question. It's kind of like the big pink elephant in the middle of the room. Have you ever been reading the Bible, and you come across a verse that you don't like?
1: Yes. And, you know, what does it mean, and how do you react, and what do you do with all those feelings?
0: Ah, yes. Rebecca Matt has been looking into this. This is something that she's been pondering for a long time, and she's a blogger, and uh, you can find her stuff at greatandnobletasks.com. And we'd like to have her drop by because it's kind of like we do a little Bible study every time she's with us. And we talked about this. And so if you can identify with it, oh, you don't want to miss this conversation. Hi, Rebecca. How you doing?
2: Hi. Good morning. How are you?
0: Doing great. Good. We're great. glad to have you <laughs> back. Merry Christmas, by the way.
2: Yeah, thank you. You too.
0: All right. Some of these verses here, let's see. And you highlight these verses in your in your blog. Here's one. 1 Corinthians 14.34 Women should keep silent in the churches for they are not permitted to speak but should be in submission as the law also says. And another one. Psalm 137 verse 9 Blessed or blessed shall be uh, who he who takes your... Let's see. Blessed shall he be who takes your little ones and dashes them against the rock. Okay, shall I continue? Yeah, let's go to Luke chapter 14. Is everybody squirming? Everybody's yeah. equally uncomfortable? If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, Jesus says, he cannot be my disciple. But wait, there's more. First Peter chapter 2, verse 18, slaves in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also those who are harsh. Um, okay, so I could, we could go on and on. You actually list some of these other ones here, but um, mm-hmm. what, what made you start thinking about this? Were you doing your Bible reading one day, and you're like, oh, there's another one. Uh, I just am <laughs> squirming, you know, there's another one that's hitting me right upside the head. Uh, I, I have to think deeply about this.
2: Yeah, actually... Um... You know, like many of us, I've been reading the Bible for a long time. I've, I've come across so many of these verses myself, and the, the thing that made me think of it was I've been pretty heavily involved in Bible study at my church for a few years now, um, just teaching it and, and attending them, and, you know, this just comes up all the time, and every time it comes up when I see a group of people kind of starting to squirm, or looking at each other or giving kind of a nervous laugh. Uh, And obviously, we're all thinking the same thing, which is, I don't like this verse. Um, It made me think, you know, I have been approaching this in a little different way recently, just after all these years. And I thought, I'm not really squirming as much as I used to. Hmm. And I'm not, it's not getting under my skin the way it used to years ago. And why is that? And I started trying to ask myself, uh, I knew this was a common problem. I mean, it it comes up with everybody. And I thought, why is it just not bothering me as much? And I just tried to get to the bottom of that. And that's kind of where this article came from.
0: All right. So we're going to talk more about uh, how you have framed this thing out. But Bible-believing Christians often use three specific words to to talk about the Word of God, right? Inspired, which means God-breathed. Inerrant, that means without error. And infallible, which uh, basically means can't fail. So do we believe these things about the Bible? I think that's that's where you're going with all of this. And, and here's the other part, too, Rebecca, that, that I always try to keep in mind as well is, you know, we are— We are fallen creatures. We know that's true as believers. We're all sinners in need of a Savior. We are finite, tiny. We have finite, tiny little minds. We don't (laughs) see everything like God. He is infinite. We can't even wrap our minds around Mm -hmm. how big He is. We know it says in Isaiah, I believe it's 55, where it says, His thoughts are not our thoughts, His ways not our ways, you know, as high as the heavens are above the earth, higher than ours his thoughts and, and his ways. So, the God that we want to worship, if, you know, it rings true. If we could create a God that checks all the boxes for us, that would not be the God who exists. And also, common sense tells you that if he is so other, we can't fully understand him. And of course, the Bible teaches that. And going back to Isaiah 55 again. Then, this is what we should expect, and if in doubt, the Bible gets the benefit of the doubt, because I see so little submitting ourselves to the God who is, not the God we create in our own minds. mm hmm
2: Yeah, that, and that's a huge part of this. Um, obviously, it's, it's how we view God and it's how we view His word. Um, And and if we keep those things in mind, I think it really helps us get over uh, feelings of being squirming or being even just being angry or worrying uh, that maybe God is not as good as we thought he was. Um, There are all kinds of emotional reactions we can have when we read a verse we don't like. Um, So if we keep those things in mind that God's word is inspired, it's Without error, it's infallible, and God is bigger than we are, um, then it becomes easier to come to the Bible with an attitude of humility and teachability.
1: Yeah. And you and know, so, I'm
2: sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead.
1: ahead. No, finish. Finish. That's okay.
2: Well, I was going to kind of go into the three things that I keep in mind, and I didn't even know I did this until I started thinking about being in you know, a room full of people who are obviously looking at a verse they don't like and kind of glancing at each other and saying, oh my gosh, what is going on with this? I don't even know how to deal with this verse. And I thought, what is it that we can think in our minds? What kind of frame of mind can we have as we approach the Bible that will become second nature to us? And we might not have that reaction quite so often.
1: Yeah. Okay. And so the,
0: yes. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, let's talk about these three yeah these three yes. perspectives, all right. So uh, it's right here in the Bible. That's number one.
2: Right. So the first thing I think, and, and this sounds really obvious and a little too self-evident, but it's actually good to remember it is right here in the Bible. You're looking at it written on the page or on your screen. You cannot deny that it's there, you can't ignore it, you can't just Sweep it under the rug. I mean, you can do all those things, but it's not going to be to your benefit. Um, So the first thing to remember is, it's right here. It's right here in front of me, and I need to deal with this.
0: Number two, it's here for a reason. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's here for a reason. So once you've acknowledged, okay, it is right here in front of me, I need to deal with it. Number two, it's here for a reason. So God has inspired someone to write this down. He did at some point in time inspire the writer to write this down. This is important to God. There's nothing in the Bible that's just unimportant, kind of a throwaway thing that you can choose to ignore or, you know, get angry or kind of emotional about. God put it there for a reason. And so he wants us to deal with it.
0: It's right here in the Bible
2: yeah it's
0: here for a reason and let's let's talk about number three I do not know better than God I don't know better than him oh we're getting back to the finite tiny little minds
2: yeah this is my favorite one because I mean like all humans I think um, I'm very prone to think that I am the most important thing in the universe and uh, that includes even when I'm reading the Bible I'm kind of looking at it just it's all about me, you know, uh, how does this apply to me and what's God saying to me here? But if I remember that I don't know better than God, then when I'm looking in there and I'm seeing something that I don't like, then I can remember that I'm not the most important thing in this reading relationship that I'm having with the Bible at this moment, with God's Word. Um, Actually, God is the most important thing. And he puts things in the Bible so that, I mean, it's nice that he puts things in there that help us in our lives and that encourage us. But the things that are in the Bible are there to help us know him better. And everything that's in there helps reveal him to us. And so knowing that it's right there in the Bible, it's there for a reason, and then remembering that I don't know better than God keeps me humble and teachable when I'm reading the Bible, and so I'm less likely to kind of respond in an emotional way with irritation or anger or worry, and I'm much more likely to say, okay, I don't really like this, but I bet there's something about this that I just don't understand.
0: Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. That Bible verse you don't like and what to do about it. Mm -hmm. Rebecca, I want to go to the phones here. Uh, Joining us uh, from Claremont is Jamie. Hey, Jamie, how you doing?
2: Good. I'm calling because I understand, you know, you read these, Passages and they burn your ears, and you disagree with them, and you think, "How could I use this in my life?"
0: Yeah, the application of some of these verses—ooh, where the rubber meets the road, Rebecca. What do you think?
2: Mm -hmm. Well, I was just thinking about this. um, With we we ended last time saying that it could be that we just don't understand it, and I think what's important to remember is. First of all, how long ago these were written, uh, at least 2,000 years ago, the books of the Bible. And so there's a lot there that we just don't understand. And I do think God wants us to apply it to our lives. But I think before we do that, if it's a difficult verse, um, we need to understand the context of it and the culture in which it was written, the audience uh, that it was written to. Um, sometimes even the translation we're using is, needs to be adjusted. You could check a couple of different translations. Um, and I think a lot of times we'll find that uh, when we get those details, we can, again, sometimes we can apply it directly to our own lives, but sometimes it just teaches us more about God, and that's okay. I mean, that's what it's there for, to... Help us learn more about him. And so sometimes there is a direct application and sometimes it's like, oh, I think I understand God a little bit better here. I understand um, his history with uh, his people and, and his family, which is us.
1: Amen. And trust him more, too. You know, yeah. as I'm looking at the three points here, I'm thinking when I I had little girls, when my girls were little, I wanted to train them to just obey me. Like, don't go there. Don't do it. When I say, come, I want you to come to me right away. When I say, stay here, they didn't have to understand everything. They just had to obey me. And our God is our good, good Father, and He's not going to say, go do something foolish and and fall off a cliff. He's not going to tell us to do that. Whatever it is, is constrained by love. Remember that song, constrained by love. Sometimes that's what we need.
2: That's true. And you know— This also reminds me of something that our minds, just as humans, here's here's something we all do every day uh, that we shouldn't, and that is sometimes we just automatically assume the worst.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yep, exactly.
2: I if we do, we have a minute for me to give a short example of yes, something. Yes, <laughs> please,
0: please do.
2: Okay, here's an example, and I told you this article came out of sitting in Bible studies. So a lot of times I'm. Sitting in a woman's Bible study, and we'll come across a verse, and I can just feel the mood in the room is changing. So recently I was in a Bible study. I was not leading it, I was just there uh, on Leviticus. And Leviticus is a really, really hard book. It is a challenging book. You can't just drop into Leviticus and expect to understand it. You need to do some study. And we had been studying it for a few weeks. And we came across chapter 12. Chapter 12 is all about the laws that cover purification after childbirth. And what the Bible says in Leviticus, God's law says that when a woman uh, gives birth to a girl, she is ceremonially unclean for twice as long as when she gives birth to a boy. Oh, yeah. And wow, this is a really tough passage. And we all just kind of looked at each other. And all of us were thinking, you know, I've always had trouble with this passage. I've never understood it. It's always bothered me, been irritating. Because if you're not really familiar with the book of Leviticus, the conclusions that you're going to jump to are female babies are inferior in some way they are they are not as clean as boy babies. They make the mother more unclean. They're dirtier. Um, and it really kind of sounds like God is sexist. So these are the kinds of things that can get under your skin. And so what we did, we saw that it was right there in front of us. We knew it was there for a reason. And we're like, okay, I don't know better than God. This is here for a reason. And we talked about it based on what we had been learning about Leviticus and there's so much to unpack here, um, way more than we would have time for, but there's a lot to do with the ideas of being clean and unclean and being able to go to the temple and that sort of thing. And when we had known all that, we looked at this passage and we basically came to a few conclusions of what that verse might mean. And none of them were sexist. Um, none, they were all God's, uh, Provision for us and for women in particular, and they were all good things. And actually, we also realized that Bible scholars don't know the exact answer to this question. So we came up with some answers. Um, We looked at some things that other Bible scholars had come up with and said, you know, none of these are terrible things, but we did not jump to conclusions and automatically assume the worst which is what we were sort of prone to do. So that's just an example of a passage. Yeah, and so that was kind of a a fun situation to be in and to be able to say, I'm not going to jump to conclusions here. I'm going to assume Mm -hmm. the best and see what I don't understand.
0: That's great. You know, something that we say on the show all the time is, I'm going to refuse to believe bad things about God. Either, mm. um, you know, I don't have all the information, you know, uh, or maybe, you know, I'm misinterpreting things. I am And that's what you're saying. We need to be humble and say, okay, God, you're God and you understand. Because otherwise, for how ridiculous for us to take our teeny tiny little fist and shake it up in the air in God's face, so to speak, and say, you're not fair. You're not right. You're not yes. just. Who are we to even say something like that? He knows he invented fair. Grouchy little toddlers, what we are. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You know, he invented. He is fair. He embodies everything about love and purity and holiness and being fair. God is just, but not fair. God is just, not fair. Does that make sense? He's just. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Hey, Rebecca, we're swimming in the deep end of the pool here this morning. This is really, really good stuff. Thank you so much for being back with us. We have made the uh, the article, uh, and this is really worth sharing with your friends, so by the way. Send the link out, and, and they can maybe poke around a little bit and read more of what Rebecca's been writing. Um, just check it out at GreatNobleTask.com, but if you text VERSE to 888-777-6810. We will send you a link to the article. Rebecca, blessings to you and Merry Christmas.
2: Thank you so much and thanks for having me back.
1: Thanks for listening to Curtin Cape Kate Mornings Podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.